You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good day, hey sir. man. What's up? I'm just what's ready for another episode of Garage Guys. Oh man, me too. Me too. What's up, guy? Welcome to episode 174 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Brought to you by. Hold on, let me just get some here inside of my Jeff Gordon classic duffel bag. All right, pull this out of here. And this show is brought to you by. Drip, drip drop. Multiple drip, drip drops. Drip drop. So, so much, so much drip. Just look at, look at all that. Look at all that drip, baby. Oh, God. It's, it's a treasure. Drip drop. It's a treasure trove. Treasure fucking trove. But yeah, the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports is brought to you by Drip Drop. And Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. Whew, that powder, when, when, it, when it hits, man, it hits. Get some of this in here. Oh, we're spilling. We're spilling. See those hands shaking, boy. Oh, there's powder everywhere. Mmm. Mmm. Gotta love drip drop. Hey, my six year old nephew was uh, killing the drip drop this past weekend. Mmm. Just got like some, you are. I got some hand sanitizer in the back. Don't judge me. But yeah, drip drop was invented to treat it in the most challenging circumstances. And uh, it's used by doctors, it's used by military members, it's used by athletes, and it's used by the garage guys. And it can be used by you right now if you use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout. And now I have to clean up all this drip drop. I didn't think I had that much drip drop in my bag, Drew. But when you use promo code GarageGuys20, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you're saving money. You got to get as much as you can, right? You never can have too much drip drop, to be can honest. Never. Can never. I love it. So, yeah. So, Drew, yeah, your, your, your nephew. Let's talk about this. It's been, it's been a minute. It has. Haven't, haven't seen you. You've been on vacation. How was, how was the vacay with the fam? The, the, the fam here needs to know about your trip. With yeah. First of all, it seems like I was much longer than a one-episode hiatus for me. It seems like it was much longer than that, but, um, yeah, it's four days to the beach. My family goes to the same place every year. Um, it was a typical family vacation a lot of hanging out, a lot of intense board games, a lot of time on the beach, a lot of drinking, um, yeah, not much fighting, a lot of loud kids, a lot of yelling and screaming. And you learn that very quickly. I mean, I think you told me, uh, Hey man, can you talk? And I'm like, there's no way I just have to text you. So. Yeah. Also, because our phone conversations run like two plus hours, because we just like get off on like millions of different subjects of of space and time continuums. We're basically sure. our phone conversations are like Elon Musk. I would say, 
if you had if you were somebody that had thin skin you would take very personally the fact that sometimes i just have to hit the red button i'm like can't can't talk right now like can't do it dude look i'm not gonna lie to you there may have been a time or two i did it to you but (laughs) hey i didn't do it to to a lot of people yeah exactly so it's just one of those things but but that's the beauty of it because because we have the thick skin we can take that that's that's the difference so do I like i got any sun at all no. mm, okay. i mean you gotta um i mean like are we talking like sand pale pale because you can definitely you tell the you've rings. been to the beach you got the rings the rings a little yeah. sunburn did you have what kind of shades did you wear Ooh, a sunburn. that's a nice back it's a nice yeah. back you got right there yeah so you uh you, i don't know when i go i've had a lot of people tell me because like you, as you can see like the biggest the biggest change for me you know, in this past week has been the fact that, you know, I've been repping basketball jerseys, bro. It's been like the <laughs> biggest change so far. And so like people are telling me like, Hey, you, you've got to get a tan. So I, I think it's not going to be long before I have to go take my trip to the beach too. So, Hey, I need some sun. You need some sun. We should get tanning beds. That's what we Basketball should Jersey is you're right. I mean, that's the biggest thing that's changed about your appearances since the last time I saw you. So, I had to be I had to be confident, man. You know the the you know the the hairy shoulders right here. You know I'm a you know re- recently I'm just like you know what I'm gonna embrace it. You know people tell me I got man sweater. I'm I'm a man sweatered out in all its glory, and I'm gonna do it in a nice Zion Williamson, uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras style jersey I just got. But returning to the bubble soon in uh, Orlando, Zion Williamson. Can't wait for that. NBA fans, what's up? super excited about the return of NBA and sports in general. MLB's finally got like a date, I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So sports sports are coming back. Not only are they coming back, but fantasy football season, we already talked a little bit about it uh, a couple episodes back before you went on vacation. And uh, we're getting ready to embark on our mock drafts. Mock draft season is upon us with Garage Guys. If you have the Sleeper app, Go and follow the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports channel. For all you Garage fam out there right now, literally, you get on the app, follow me on Twitter, follow Drew on Twitter. We're going to be dropping links like once or twice a week where you can hop in with us, mock draft with us, get prepared for fantasy football season. It is around the corner. I got my first draft coming up on the 4th of July, the, the Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Invitational. Um, I played it for the first time last year. It's a two tight end league, which have you ever played in a two tight end league before? No, but I know you love that. I'm a big, big one. So I'm big automatically Johnu Smith, James O'Shaughnessy. It's done. First, it's done. first overall pick. James first two picks. You, you don't need, you don't, you don't need the, the Saquons. You don't need the, uh, the, the, the Gronks. Okay. Gronks a good tight end. But you don't need them when you got, James O'Shaughnessy right there in Florida too. Like, I mean, come on, seriously. You don't, you, you got to have Johnu. Especially, especially if you can pair him with Minshew, then you're really rolling. Exactly. See, I was, I was actually looking more of like, of like pairing him with a, like a, what was it? Danny Jones or Danny Dimes, whatever we call him. Is it Danny? It's not Danny Jones. It's Danny, Danny. Why yes, am Danny I forgetting Jones. his name? It's Dan, Daniel Jones. See, Daniel. there we go. A one Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes. A one Daniel Jones. But see, football has been so far away, so I'm glad we're getting back. We're, we're getting back in the spirit of things. NASCAR has taken over the realms 
and the reins, and we're still going to be our, doing it, our NASCAR deal. It would make my day if I saw somebody like take the, take us seriously and screenshot like James O'Shaughnessy Minshew pairing in the first two rounds. I would love it. I'd be like, okay, we got a loyal garage fan person. We do. Can't, it's gonna no be hot. here. Anytime you see that, those three guys right there, you know that they listen to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports. So we we appreciate you, and please continue. And and our guys, we I got to get with James. I got to talk to James. It's been a minute. We 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 still got to get James on the show. He committed to the show. He did. He, he did. Him, so he did. He did commit. He did. He did commit to the show. Um. So yeah, he committed to the show. So we'll try to make that happen. But it has been uh it has been kind of a weird week. I will say that. Like I said, we didn't really get to talk much. Um, so much stuff has been going on all around the way. We got a double header. So we're entering into one of the busiest times that we could enter to. I feel like it was just yesterday that we were just, just working our balls off with NASCAR being Wednesday and and Sunday. And we were like, man, this is just a lot. Now we got a Saturday, Sunday. Can you imagine if that would have been what we had to endure for the past month? Can you think of like what would your what would your life look like? I'm torn on if it's going to be better or worse. In a, in a weird way, I almost feel like the, the Saturday Sunday will be better because it's like you know that it's there and it's confined to that short period of time. Whereas like the Wednesday Sunday was just enough time to where you thought you could relax, but you really can't. I don't know. I'm thinking it's going to be better than we think especially when we get to jump on and possibly recap Saturday and um, maybe carry that momentum if we win, which we need to win after the last two weeks. Got to win. Yeah, we got to win. And, hey, bro, uh, I, got the, I got the duffel bag. I got the bag ready to bag, baby. Bag the tourney. We're ready. We're ready. And it's a NASCAR bag. It's a beautiful bag. I got to tell him about them. I didn't even really get into the whole bag deal. So you went on vacation. Today, I just – Today, today, sorry, I don't know what's what's happening right now. Today, um, I went to like eight thrift stores because you know I'm a big thrift guy. I like to go buy all the vintage stuff and find all the goods. So I went to like four different places, and of course, the first thing I'm looking for is like NASCAR stuff. And I found some die cast. I found some really cool stuff. Put some tweets out there, and then when I went to this one place. This was in a bag, this duffel bag right here. This is literally from like 1998, I think. And it was in a plastic bag, dead stock, had been stored into a box, never was exposed to sunlight. This is brand new from 1998. I dig it. I love it. When I saw you bring bring the drip drop out, that's all you had to do for me. It was a glowing review. Right, because now I have a really big space to keep my drip drop in at all times. So I'll just carry that around me. Like, what are you, what are you carrying a duffel bag around? He's like, I gotta stay hydrated, motherfucker. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else you want me to say. You got drip but drop yeah. and I got hand sanitizer. What else do you need? That's right, dude. Yeah. That's right. Also yeah. too, because I do have a lot of drip drop um, because I've got to disperse some of this drip drop. I got to get it out to some peeps. Got to make sure they stay hydrated too. So it's on the way, you know who you are. Um, but, uh, but we did that. We found a lot of cool stuff. So got to, got to love the shop. And it's good to be able to go back into those stores because a lot of those stores have been closed for a long time. So it's, uh, it was cool to kind of get back in the swing of hobbies. You had your vacation. I had my little hobby day. And, um, <clears throat> and now it's Pocono time. So getting back on that topic, we, I think we both agreed 
that this show, we, we do have a lot to talk about. You have a lot to talk about. Your voice hasn't been heard in a minute. So I'm probably going to shut up a lot on this one because it's going to nah, be your turn never. to play. It's going to be your turn to play to play Power Mouth. Okay? Never. That's what I'm, I'm dubbing that term right now. I guarantee you we'll find a way to get you very, very in, in the mix. Oh, yeah. Probably so. I know myself pretty well, too. So <laughs> can't really say that. <laughs> but this race, yeah. So two races back-to-back. We're going to have all that information up on Rotoballer. If you go to rotoballer.com, use promo code GARAGE, you're going to get 10% off of your subscription. That's where you're going to be able to find Drew's rankings. We talk about stuff here, but you want to get the real goods. Let's just let's be right. You gotta pay. You gotta pay for it. This man works fucking hard. I've watched him. Been around the way. He does that with all sports too, by the way. It's not just NASCAR. So keep that in your head too. Um, and then we're also gonna have articles. You know, you'll get my articles as well. You'll have our videos on YouTube. Make sure you watch those and tune into the Rotoballer YouTube channel because we will have two videos up this weekend. That's right. The Deuce. We're making the Deuce. We're not. I'm not talking about the toilet. I'm talking about the real deuce, deuce videos. Justin Carter is going to be writing some stuff for the Xfinity races. Um, got four races this weekend, man. Four. I'm glad we don't cover um, Xfinity. So. Me too. Me too. It, it's cool to watch though. Lately, I've really been yeah, enjoying yeah. the Xfinity races a lot, a little bit more. I've been playing a little bit more. I've been making my Gut Boy specials. I think you should make a Gut Boy special. Okay. Let's make some Gut Boy specials this weekend. They almost always contain Noah Gregson because you can't have a gut boy special without Noah Gregson in the mix. Okay. He's like the ultimate gut boy. All right. I think we need to get Stenhouse and Gregson on at the same time. I think that's our, I think that's like our, that's our guys. That's our element right there. I, I, I almost bought a NOS energy drink earlier just to drink it on here. And just, just so I could make a 30 second promo clip to try to pander to Ricky and be like, Hey, look, look at me. This is a 30 second promo clip. Yeah, you're thirsty thirst. for some Ricky. I was gonna thirst for it. You know, it's been a while since we talked, and they Taco Bell canceled nacho fries, so that's really my only Ooh. other option at this point. Big L. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really have a way in anymore because that was my only way in was to bring this dude nacho fries. Now, what am I gonna do? You so, can respect the creativity still though, behind it. I would hope so. I really would. Um, but yeah, so that Gregson has to be a part of it, um, and then once. All this dies down this weekend. You know, we'll go back to the single re-racing, but it's going to be fun. Wish we could be in Pocono. That's one track I've never been to, the Tricky Triangle. Anything that says the word tricky, I'll probably make sure I drop a music video of uh, Run DMC. HJ2 rock around, to rock around, that's right on time. It's tricky. It's tricky. That was a serious little head bob you got going on right there. For the people that aren't watching this right now in the car, they're probably just like, Jesus Christ, I really got to get on YouTube. Sometimes by the time like uh, we start these episodes, like I'm unable to laugh as much because I've already been laughing. Um, yeah, for like the, the hour. We have like certain appearance for much longer than just this yeah. episode. Yeah, it's not every day you see me in basketball jerseys, man. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different thing, you know. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't make too much fun about the shoulder hair, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll try to get by with easy. it. I, mean, I don't want to offend you, get you um, – blocking people on twitter or anything so yeah dude because that, that's something that would really make me upset this, yeah. I, I don't want no one to talk about this the, this hair on my shoulders right here this this hair i don't want no one to talk about it. You. yeah please don't um so yeah pocono dfs talk it's kind of out but this is where we're sliding so drew and i have, have conversated past couple of days and and there's been a lot of shit that's went down 
and NASCAR, the, the big deal was, you know, we, you watched the episode with me and Jensi, we discussed, you know, I stand with Bubba. Um, you guys kind of got to hear where I stood on that. Um, and, and how I feel about the whole situation. We were waiting on the FBI results. We got the FBI results back and it basically came back saying that the noose that was found in the garage area in Pitstall four was in fact tied in 2019. Um, and so pretty much dismissed everything. And, you know, there was, you know, still, obviously people are still talking about it and there's a lot to talk about still. I'll definitely have a little bit of stuff to say about it. But at this time you missed the last episode. You didn't really get to kind of talk about like, you know, where you're at and where your head's at with all this stuff. So, you know, I think it's important that, that you're able to express and, and talk about it as well too. And, um, and we're ready to hear it. Garage fam's ready to hear it. I'm ready to hear it. And, uh, open arm season. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to say before, like, I, I prefer to be talking like DFS and sports and, but I've had enough like with what I've seen and I just feel like it was time for me to kind of, kind of speak up on it. I know we spoke briefly about it um, probably via text message. And then we talked a little bit about it tonight, but you, you brought up the FBI's investigation. And then since then, I think the last piece of the news, right. Was the news. There was a photo of the news. Did you bring that up yet? Yeah. The so the new, yeah, the new news, photo came out I want to say it was on Thursday yesterday the new news came out and they they showed the photo of it clear as day looked very crisp like a very crisp rope didn't look like a rope that was uh that was you know about a, maybe a year old or so but I think people might also forget that that is a brand new garage area um so there is that to take into account if you wanted to um but yeah the story's just kind of it's all over the place right now you know there's people standing in all kinds of different areas so I think it is important for us to come out and like, and just to go back on your point before I let you continue, dude, is uh, the DFS thing is a hundred percent. But what we do have to understand is like right now, like, you know, we could easily stay silent. We could easily not say anything we could, eat, but it's, it's just like, I know I was compelled to do it and finding out, you know, after talking with you over the weekend that you were compelled, you were ready to talk about it. You know, I'm, I'm never going to try to shut anybody up. I'm never going to shut myself up. i rarely shut up. So right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Now, sorry if I'm distracting yeah. you with my shoulder hair, by the way, dude. Yeah, really, that looks good. Really sorry. It's encouraging me. It's giving me confidence. But All right. Yeah. See, that's what it's all about, baby. So let's, let's yeah, do this. That's what I need. And I got like, my Austin Power shirt on, so I had, to, I had to bring it back out for the episode after vacation. But, Absolutely. man, I, I mean, just to, to pivot to the serious talk, I just – I feel like I've gotten on Twitter enough. And disclaimer, I don't have a huge following you've known me for about a year now. I've never once cared about my following. I never once um, think before I speak, like you've always said, I'm very selective when I do speak and I'm either kind of trolling and like joking around and keeping it light or I have like a really good point that many people aren't considering. So I feel like I value that and I value that that's somebody that I'm really like way more concerned about calling the people I know in real life and having a two hour talk than trying to get a hundred retweets. It's just kind of the person I am. Um, I know everyone probably says that and then they get a bunch of followers and it's changed, but I think what pushed it to me is nothing to do with the news. Like, I think the news is like a, obviously a big talking point and it's a debate that people are going to never agree on, on, is it a news? Is it not a news? And I think the, the part that I want to talk about is like the actual events that took place, um, outside of the news. Like the issue that I had is logging on Twitter and, I've just, I've just been seeing everyone being forced to pick 
between one one side and the other and there's no gray area it's like if you're a nascar fan that doesn't know where you stand and you feel intimidated by a comment section and you go in there and comment your thoughts are you going to be called a racist are you going to be called a jesse smollett like is there any in between anymore because it seems like for me what i what i'm gathering is the same people that basically said you know this was the most emotional nascar scene that and i stand with bubba movement like that that's great i 100 percent stand with bubba i think i you know been on record telling you that that blaney um matt de benedetto and bubba wallace were three guys that i were like was really rooting for to succeed before the whole um blm movement really picked back up even though it's always been a thing Right. Um, Anybody that goes to try to buy like a Bubba Wallace hat now is automatically yeah. going to either be like, oh, you're just doing that because of this or, or it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be the same from, from either side, whether you stand with Bubba or not, you know? So creating like, an avatar, like putting it on your background and like, and then they don't even know that he was in the cup, you know, in the cup last year. That half of these people didn't even watch year, NASCAR yeah. last week, but I mean, it's good that it brought the eyes and the attention to the sport. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. fact. Anytime we can bring new fans in, I'm happy for it because that just gives us more people to try to help out win at DFS. So I'm always like excited about that stuff, but it's, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of goes into like the whole entire spectrum of just like, you know, what's, what's happening in our world. People are keeping up with that. You know, I, for one, like being one of the people that have barely watched the news in the past two years. And for the past couple of weeks, I've been all up in that. Like, and I'm just starting to get like, can't deal with this fucking shit anymore. It's getting, it's like, it's not, not the black lives matter movement. It's not, you know, that stuff. It's just the fact that like, you know, you got Trump in this corner, you got coronavirus here, you got black lives matter here. And it's just like, what can we do to enrage you today? Yeah. It's everywhere. That's, that's the part that's making me, I mean, I put a series of tweets out. I'll let everyone go look at them, but it's just, I've gotten to the point that I want to to speak out more because I'm seeing everyone basically take this NASCAR situation, right? And we're trying to repeat the same mistakes that I believe we made in our political system where you have to pick one side or the other and everyone hates the political system. It's universally thought that people don't like politics right now. It's universally thought that you don't know whether to trust the media or not, whether it's Fox or CNN. Like we're doing, okay, another example, ESPN used to be like super, super, um, everything is bigger than sports and let's make the sport the uh, complement to what's going on outside of the sport instead of letting the sport be the escape and still talking about the issues. You can still do both, but ESPN started plummeting, in my opinion, and losing some of its best talent when they started going way more controversial. And I think with the the political system and the media system and with ESPN, these are all good examples that have made me want to speak out because I see us in NASCAR, a passionate that a passion that me and you share is NASCAR. A passion that this this podcast shares is NASCAR. And when I see the steps being taken right now, where literally we're looking to make everything about either BLM or, you know, I stand with Bubba, and then we have the event take place where we had this amazing scene that touched so many people emotionally on Sunday. And then Monday we learned that basically it wasn't a hate crime, right? It's confirmed. It wasn't a hate crime. Now, whether it's a noose or not, still debatable and, and people are going to 
continue. I'm not trying to talk about the news. I'm trying to talk about the way it was handled. You can be critical of the way it was handled because now people, there's a large section of fans that don't like turning on the race on Sunday and not knowing if what they're fed is true or false. And it, it has started in NASCAR and it's looking to pick up steam. And all I'm saying is you can love Bubba Wallace. You can love NASCAR. You can stand with Bubba Wallace and you can still ask questions about how NASCAR handled this. Because to me, I'm not giving them a free pass here. I've been, I've applauded them on this podcast for the Confederate flag thing. I've applauded them for, for steps they've taken this season on how to get more viewers. I don't want to see them like, to me, I look at this as we've had two poor races before Talladega, two races that to the common fan were not good races. We also know that NASCAR's ratings have done better by bringing a new fan base and by the off the, off the track events. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that when this stuff happened, that NASCAR didn't think, Oh my, Oh my God, we have a rain delay on father's day for Talladega. Let's go ahead. Like we know, we, we know this act is possibly awful of a noose. We know we're going to put it, we know we're going to give it to the FBI, but let's go ahead and let the headlines roll. That's not out of the realm of possibilities. And people are quick right after the FBI investigation to say, Oh, well, NASCAR did the right thing. Like, hold on a minute. Let's not close the conversation yet because I think that completely devalues the, the scene we saw on Sunday. And I think there's a whole section of fans that feel that way and they don't even feel like their opinion is being heard. Yeah. I'll be honest with you on, on this standpoint. Like there are definitely people and I, I knew it as soon as, as soon as they came out and said that the FBI dismissed this, this was tied this way. I was like, okay, here come all the people that support the Confederate. Hold on. Hold on. Before you say that, before, mm -hmm. it's not about the news. I'm saying when they came out that it was not a hate crime. And that, that the minute I saw that that had been there since 2019, unless somebody knows the future, this is not a hate crime. And that's when I felt comfortable speaking, speaking up and saying, Hey, this devalues the scene on Sunday. It's not a hate crime. I don't like right for right now. I don't care about the noose. I think it's, if it's a noose, it's terrible, whatever I'm talking about. It devalues what we saw Sunday. It's about the hate crime deal. Okay. So what 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 you're basically saying is like and, and what is factual is is we don't really know if that would have never happened would we have seen that scene on on monday we don't know um i personally i, I leave it up to perception for me like yeah all that happened and then all that took place it was a beautiful thing i thought it was amazing you got brad k like sitting up front flying american flag bubba's cars up the front everybody circled behind him it's an amazing thing it was awesome that it happened at the end of the race blaney wins they're following bubba up he's going to shake hands with new fans they have like a whole group of people that came in from atlanta you know and and it was just it's an awesome thing to watch and then blaney was like this isn't even about me this is about bubba this is about black lives matter this is about standing up for, you know, for what you believe in and, and for treating everyone with the same type of level of respect and not downgrading one particular person, you know, and like I said, you do get a lot of like hate and stuff from the people that support, you know, the, the flag and all that stuff. And that's just, that's in their nature. That's what they do. And that's the way that I feel about them. And, you know, looking at the whole situation as a whole, what I was saying was basically when they came out and said it wasn't a hate crime, I knew immediately here come all those people. 
ha ha da 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 like now they get to get back in those comments and and trigger people and do that shit and so i i knew that was coming and that's why you know and i made a couple of statements about it whenever we found out about it and it, yeah it was like it was just i saw everybody tweeting like this is embarrassing this is this it's just like look you can say what you want about it, but it, it, it happened, whether it's embarrassing or not, it's like overcome it. So then Bubba comes out, you know, he says what he says, you know, and then everybody's just, you know, and then as soon as Bubba says something, all these other people on Twitter, you start seeing them basically say the same exact thing that Bubba said. It's like Bubba said it. Bubba's the one that's, that's ignited this and started this. We heard it from him, from the source. Why are we repeating these things? You know, and, and, and it's good to show support. I'm big on showing support and I do that. I put my one, you know, I put my one Instagram post out with me and Bubba walking down and he liked it, thought that was awesome that he saw me, you know, cause I'm letting him know like, Hey, I got your back, you know, whatever. And it's cool that he can interact with his fans like that. And that's the beauty of social media. But then there's also the bad side of it. There's the people that want to hop into the comment section and do those things whenever this was labeled a hate crime. Now, you know, the thing about it is, is, is that when you do have this, this is just going to continue to create divide now because now it's left open to interpretation, how you see it and what you see. So the first thing everybody wanted to come out and say was this was staged. This was the Jesse Smollett thing. And like I told you before we even did the show, I had no idea who Jesse Smollett was because like literally I just like don't watch the news like I don't keep I try to stay focused on what makes me happy and what I feel is important and there's millions of people out there you, you're not informed you're not informed like I'm informed what the fuck's going on in my life right now like that's what I'm informed with you know I don't want to be stressed out I don't want to feel that because that's just taking years off of my life and so you know with with, with you know those people that I'm not going to lie. Like I, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist and so are you. And the big thing was though, is that it seemed like the conspiracy was just flooded with the one. This was staged by NASCAR. This was this. And, 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 you know, we had the people had those questions. I personally didn't have those questions. I know we talked about it and I mean, it's just, where, where are you at right now? Like, I mean, are you still just somewhere in between? Are you like, yeah, I'll answer that. But before we move on, I want I, I kind of want your thoughts on and I will answer that um, on the the parallels to the political system and to e, like the ESPN and how I think like, you know, I Oh, I agree, oh like, absolutely. Like, dude, like, this this is a product of our generation and a product of our environment. I remember when Obama was president. You know, in the South, obviously, you had all the people that are like super racist that are like, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, Obama's black. You know, he doesn't need to be president, whatever. People still flying rebel flags all up and down the fucking way in, like, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, wherever, whatever. You know, and it's like, I remember, like, in my age then, like, it was like, whatever. I remember watching, like, ESPN and stuff like that. And I think the big thing that when I really started paying attention was like when the whole Obamacare thing came out and all that, that was a huge topic. People talking about that, but it really seemed like as far as like our television shows, our media, everything seemed pretty chill. Like I remember like hoping like, man, like when Obama gets out of office, I hope this dude goes to be like a sports caster for like, like ESPN yeah. or something. Like I wanted to see that dude loves basketball. I thought that was fucking epic. Like how many times you get a president that's like out there shooting hoops and shit or like participating in like, his bracket. Sport. That was the best. Segment. Yeah. 
Barry was yeah. a bad motherfucker. I don't care what anybody says. Like, he may not have done some shit that a lot of people agree with or whatever. I was kind of too young to really be wrapped up in it all. I didn't get to vote for him. 2012 was the first time that, I that like, you know, where it all happened. And I'm not going to lie. At the time in my life, like, I was hardcore Republican. And I was watching, like, certain documentaries. And I was all tied up in conspiracy shit. And, like, yeah, I had voted for Romney and, and Mitt Ryan, you know. And, like, it's like I said, you – different – times in your life you're caught up in different situations and you see things differently and as you grow and as you age it's the beauty of life you grow and you age and your shit changes but i will say that as far as like how things are now it seems like since 2016 since trump's been in office the day he got elected i'll never forget watching saturday night live with dave chappelle and how everyone was just glum and sad. And that's when it all really started. All this tension really started. You start seeing all this tension in the media. Trump, 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 Trump. And then it just created all this division. All this division has started in 2016. That's where it started. I don't remember shit being this tense before 2016. And so with that happening, ESPN gets bought by Disney at some point with, I don't know if it was 2016 or before 2016, but what you start seeing happening is like, if, if one story is working this way, all these other networks are going to say, well, these are the kind of things that are getting views. These are the kind of things that are, that people are watching. So we need to make our content more like this and we need to gear our stuff. And that takes away from being a genuine fucking network, a genuine person. You are literally just fucking giving people, what they want to hear and you're taking yourself out of it. And I think that that's kind of where everything went at that time. And I think that was where we are right now. Yeah. And I think we just, man, I, I hate to repeat or say the same thing, but NASCAR after making so many good, like solid strides, I don't feel like it's the right move that right when something kind of goes questionable and people have questions, that like the automatic response shouldn't be like, let's move on to Pocono or let's, let's put this behind us. But by the way, just so you see it one more time, I stand with Bubba. Yeah. Like I'm like, come on, man. Like, uh, but, and then like right before, right after that, like, Hey, let's move on to Pocono and other news. Uh, I'm going to go make sure I find who the next Twitter account that I want to attack um, for, I don't know, find an Xfinity driver or a cup driver that might be saying something that's a little bit risque. Like, I'm about to say something pretty controversial, but what would have happened if one person on the cup series on Sunday's race would have said, you know what, guys, I was in stall four, or I walked past stall four 2019, and I noticed something that I think might have resembled a noose. I don't know if it did or not. And I just think we should all slow down before we have this huge scene. And and let's look at – surely somebody has photos or surely there's some cameras or some videotape that, that we can examine before we all start having all these quotes. And I, I just don't think – I think it really hurts the the moment, man. And, and for me, like I still love NASCAR and I still am going to support it. But I see so many fans right now that are hurting with like the idea of like there's so much change. and. Chase, me and you are like, we're okay with the change, but it's not up to me and you to dictate how long it takes somebody that's has a different worldview as us to adjust to the change. And right. right now we're in a weird phase where we are doing a good job of getting rid of the racist. That's great. Get rid of the racist. But there's also this whole group of people that are getting categorized into being racist. 
that aren't racist and in fact have been buying tickets for 20 years and they just want their voice to be heard. Right. And, 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 and the- dude, it's, it's pissing me off. And I feel like, I, I mean, I see them comment something that's very basic that maybe they don't word as well as they should, or maybe they don't have the, quite the right tone and, and that's on them to work on. But like, like that doesn't mean that we gang up on them and, and quote tweet them and then label them a certain way. And then it's just making everybody choose a side. And I understand why people feel like they have to choose a side too. Cause me and you understand, like I feel better. It's, it's in our subconscious to feel better when we have camaraderie. So if we're putting something out there, which I do a lot that gets zero traction or zero likes, it doesn't feel as good as just conforming your ideas to one side and then getting everybody to like it and retweet it. And then you're a part of something. And we've completely lost the ability to, to rationalize each situation for what it is. And instead have just it's group think it's literally, what does this group think? What does this group think? And where can I benefit the most from being on that side? And it's just, it's, do I think some people are genuine? Absolutely. I'm not trying to make it sound like everyone has bad intentions. I think the people that have been helping get racism out of the sport have great intentions, but we've got to choose when we, when we move the conversation to the next level, besides just saying this person's a racist. Like, I just don't think, or on the, okay. Conversely, I was so infuriated. I think I texted you after this when I got back from the beach. And the first thing I see is everyone calling it Jesse Smollett. It's like, you don't have to be calling it that situation or calling it or pointing to racism. There can be somewhere in between that this story exists. Right. And that's the same as the same goes for like the theory that I put out there today. Cause like, that's what everybody, that's what you see. Most of the people that are siding. The, the, the main thing is, is people are making this shit political and people are going to eventually forget why we even got here in the first place. This is for black lives matter. That's why we got here. That's yeah. why we are fucking here right now. And it's like lately for the past like week and a half, it's like, I don't even hear any news about where protests are at or like how we can help protesters or like what we can do to like stand up in the communities and, and do different things. Like all you hear about lately is like, and I, and maybe it's just because of our circles. Maybe it's just because we're in a NASCAR, we follow a lot of NASCAR accounts and that's what Twitter's feeding us, but it's whatever. But here or there, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. What, what, what you're talking about basically is, is like the people I just personally knew that like as soon as like that happened, because like you're waiting for somebody to have justice served to them for doing some shit like this when they, the way they're calling out, they were quick and they got on it. And yeah, there can be people that, you know, that maybe can sit back now and be like, why didn't they like wait before they came out and said anything? It's like, and then people are going to be like, well, because that doesn't get fucking views. That doesn't get attention. That doesn't get this. And I'm not sitting here saying that that's what happened. Like, I know where I stand. And at the end of the day, I know where my head's at, where my heart's at, you know, where your head's at, where your heart's at. And all we can do is just put our ideas out there. And there are always going to be somebody that disagrees with it. I'm going through it on Instagram right now with somebody literally dude called me gay today. I said, I'm really, was really upset because I was looking forward to going on a date with him. Like, that's how I handle that shit. Like I don't, I'm not gay, but this dude don't know me. Yeah. It's like, it's like, whatever. It's like, I could literally spend hours arguing with you over something that you know you're not going to change your viewpoint on and i'm not either the thing about it is is like what it all boils down to is like the jesse smollett thing people can say that you can also say and i I tweeted this out earlier today you can say well hey 
maybe the camera systems weren't even alive. Maybe they didn't have any evidence at all. They called the FBI. They tried to get some stuff. And I don't want to think that that's what happened. I don't want to think it's a Jesse Smollett situation either. But just because people question those things and they made you maybe put that out there and say, well, I think this could have happened. They're literally just saying what they think could have happened. For one, they take the risk of going into somebody's mentions. So I'm going to put a little bit of something on those people that are doing that and that are asking those questions. You take the risk when you jump into someone's mentions. Okay, if you have your opinion, you want to state it, put it out there on your shit. If you're doing it to get reactions and do whatever, that's fine. I use Twitter more like a brain dump in a journal. That's kind of like what Twitter is for me. If somebody, I, I get shit that gets zero likes and I get shit that might get over 100 likes. I don't fucking know. I don't really care. It is what it is. And you're the same way. You don't give a shit. So but we're also serious about it too. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, see the part that infuriates me is I, I started seeing, and I want your thoughts on like, I think there's a whole group of people of good fans that have been fans for well before all the people that are speaking like me and you that are 27 to 22 to 30 that are being misunderstood in my opinion. And they're going to be alienated to leaving a sport that we are trying to grow. So it's like, we take it loosely. I don't get my feelings hurt and we take it from like a joking manner, but we also are trying to treat it serious from, um, I guess the sport and growth. And I, I don't know. I don't think we, Oh yeah, I want to see this shit grow. I mean, that's great. It's getting publicity, but like pe- people will say this, like I said, people will come out. This is an embarrassment. This is this, this is that. It might be embarrassing, but it's going to be a lot more embarrassing if you keep calling it embarrassing because you're going to keep drawing attention to it. And that's what it is. I mean, you know, it sucked. It is what it is. It happened. That's the facts. I don't personally buy it because now they're throwing this stuff out here. And they're trying to close the book on it so fast. It's just weird how it all works out. And I genuinely question shit. I'm not going to sit here and say I have no thought in my mind that Bubba staged this, that NASCAR staged this. However, if you want to have an idea in my mind, the way that I think, I think that what would make the most sense was if they didn't have any footage or any way to prove anybody did this, you go look at that picture from 2019. I was in the garage area. I have literally spent the past two days digging through my phone, trying to find as much footage as possible. There were no other garage stalls that had that tied up like that. The presidents came out and confirmed that as well. The president of NASCAR, he came out and said it was the only stall that had that tied that way. Wood Brothers Racing released a statement. Why hasn't the person that works for Wood Brothers come out and say, hey, I did that in 2019. I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. If that would happen, I could put this to bed. If that person would come out here and say, it was me, I did it, we have not heard that yet. So who's to say that the cameras weren't working? They called the FBI to try to figure something out. They realized there was no conclusive evidence. Somebody photoshops a picture of a noose hanging up, and then they say this was in 2019, and this is today, and this has just been this way for this long. I'm pretty sure there's more races than just NASCAR races at Talladega. I'm pretty sure they do other things. Now, I know for a fact Xfinity and ARCA doesn't go into the cup garage. That's only for the NASCAR cup cars. But there may be some other people that use it. I would hope that somebody would walk in there and see that and be like, why is this this way? Straighten it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's those types of things. And you, you really don't. When I was there, I wasn't, like, out there looking, all right, where's, where's something that is racist at this place that I can find? I'm not thinking about that. I'm trying to go get – footage of cars and talk to drivers and do my damn job but if you want to question conspiracy stuff there you go right there there's another one you can ask so until somebody from wood brothers comes out and says it was me i did that i'm gonna have a hard time believing this shit yeah 
Yeah. And we know that's not going to happen because, I mean, the person either like couldn't be there anymore. They could also not even They're be roasted. They're out. And, and that's yeah. on them because literally if you would have just came out and said like, like right before this started, like guys, like you know, there's a there's a noose tied up in, in Bubba's garage, and somebody had been Chase, like, I don't I don't think the person that did this was the was had the intent of tying a noose, or even like I think they literally probably just did it and weren't. I don't know. I don't know about that, dude. That is that clearly looks like a fucking noose. I believe it clearly looks like one, but I don't think like I view it in the context of what what would somebody in 2019 in Ryan Blaney's um, stall. That was Paul Menard's stall, by the way. Paul Menard's stall, but stall four, right? Mm-hmm. Why would they have a reason to put a noose up a year before Bubba Wallace is there? I don't understand I have that. no idea because I have no idea who did it, and I have no idea why they say Wood Brothers did it, and the person hasn't said it was me that did it. I don't know. So you obviously, when you don't know shit, people take that and they run with it. Yeah, it was a racist that did it. It didn't happen in 2019 NASCAR Photoshop shit because they didn't want to face the backlash from not having enough evidence because then everybody that is, you know, that is in Black Lives Matter. And I'm not going to lie either. Like it would have probably pissed me off, too. I'm like, you literally mean to tell me that you have these cameras and all this because people were all out there the night that it happened. And trust me, I was outraged, too, because I'm like, this fucking sucks. Like, we're making good strides. We're pushing forward, and then this shit comes out. So people were tweeting out, like, there's cameras all over the place. Honestly, I don't remember seeing cameras, but I also wasn't looking for them. So literally, (laughs) like, you just – you don't know. So people are going to take this shit and run with it. And for me – what all this comes out to all this shit, this world could be completely different. And this is, this is a thing that goes into a way bigger issue than just the issues that are happening. Now this, this has to do with human beings and mindsets and perceptions and the way things are seen. And the big thing is, is that people are products of their environment. Luckily for me, I got the fuck out of where I was raised. I went and moved away for a year, two years, lived in other places, got away from my family, got away from my environment. I was able to open my mind, meet new people, do new things. And when I did come back to where I was from, I saw it in a different way. And I had new values and I had new things I stood for. And I didn't. When I came back, I realized there's a lot of fucked up shit going on around here. When I came back from from living up north and I came back down here, I realized that, like, there's nothing cool about fucking flying a rebel flag. There's nothing cool about doing this shit. Like, why do people still do this shit? And then you start to understand that, like, people literally, when they stay in one zone, they stay in one mindset around certain people. People want to be liked. People want to be loved. And if you're around a bunch of racist people, you're probably going to be fucking racist. If you're around a bunch of people that aren't racist, you're probably not going to be racist. The difference is people have to get to a point to where they start questioning shit for themselves and get out of those group things and saying, I need to be liked. I need to do this. I need to do that. And there's nothing wrong with supporting any of the Black Lives Matter stuff whatsoever. I'm a supporter of it, big supporter of it. But it is important to ask questions because, like you said, this this book was closed way too fast, and then they come out with a new picture of a new state. It sparked a whole new conversation. It's all going again, and it's not going anywhere until we get something conclusive. Yeah. And and you're – that was a lot of info, uh, <laughs> but your earlier luckily point, people can rewind. But for you, I'm yeah, sorry. I know, I know. Your earlier, <laughs> point, your earlier points, man, um, reminded me why. Like to me, the issues I'm having internally, and, and what you saw on Twitter with some of my tweets was, it's again like 
it's going back to not being about the news. It's about how we were presented the information and how we're devaluing the sport. Like I think with me and you, we even have differences. We have a lot of differences. We talk about it, that we've had arguments about it, but like I have hair on my shoulders. You don't, I don't, I don't, I got awesome powers on me, but we got a, like to me, I'm a very big sports guy. Like I love sports. I spend 40 hours a week at my day job talking to boring people and, or not all boring people, but a point is sports is a solid escape. I'm not saying that social issues can't, can't see like seep over, but that's great. We can talk about both, but I just think we're on a path of very critical. Like we can't make errors now because we've gone like president of NASCAR has pushed all the chips in when he decided to do, get rid of the Confederate flag. We're going to be accepting of all people. We're going to, like, now that we're going, we're going, like we're, we're not There's slowing no going down. Back. Yeah. There's no going back. And that one thing that to me, and this is again, controversial, but when you make that commitment, <clears throat> now every time you have attached yourself to everything that Bubba Wallace says and does, you're going to have to back or else it's going to take chinks out of the armor of the message. Everything they NASCAR does and everything Bubba Wallace does needs to be in sync. Doesn't mean it has to be, but I guarantee you we're going to see if if one if one of the two groups says something controversial or something that looks like maybe it wasn't you know in expected, the other one will come rallying to the cause. And I think that's a good thing for for us NASCAR fans. But I'm saying it's also okay to question it because right now they've gone all in and I, and then we're getting more to the speculation talk. I had my rant about like the, 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 the feelings part and, and now I'm getting more to like, let's talk about like Bubba Wallace's resume. I want to talk about that with you. Like he, before this season, I want to add this perspective. He was the 28th ranked driver. He was debated on podcasts, radio shows and other places for being someone to lose his, his cup, his cup car. I'm not saying that like, to me, I, I thought he was more in the safe area, but he, like you can make a case for the 28th rate driver to lose his cup car. Okay. That's a, that's a fact. Bubba Wallace has not been a big name and in the spotlight a lot until this year. Is that a fact or a fiction? I think that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it just depends on, like, you know, I, I remember when he came in his rookie season and finished second in Daytona, like, I was just, like, I always liked the dude's attitude. Like, the dude's just got – he's got I swag, I love the personality. Dude. I yeah. think he's got the swag. I think I'm, – I'm simply painting this case real quick. As far as, like – yeah, as far as his career, like, of what he's done in a car. Right. And I'm saying it's not – like, if I was Bubba Wallace right now, I would be thinking, oh, crap, this is another whole level of pressure – because that NASCAR has, in a sense, put me in a situation where I'm now the spokesperson. And you know what I think? I think Bubba Wallace should cash in because he's facing more pressure than every single cup driver is right now because he not only has to go out there and drive, but he has to handle all this pressure. But all I'm saying is he has never been in this sort of spotlight before. And it's not impossible for him to get a little bit blurry with knowing what – is right or wrong for me or right or wrong for the sport or might help me out. Like it's, it's, it's a, we're in an untapped position for a guy that's never been in the spotlight and he, he is allowed to make mistakes, but I don't want people to think he is a hero. 
Like he's not a hero yet just because he happened to be the black car, like a black cup driver does not make him a hero. In my opinion, like being the only black NASCAR driver. Yeah. And so the deal about it is, is like, you know, with NASCAR not really having like a lot of career, like African-American drivers, like Bubba being that only guy, you know, when, when all this started, people were kind of pissed off that NASCAR hadn't said shit about George Floyd and the deaths. And it started, Bubba made sure he wore his black flags, you know, not black flag, but uh, the black lives matter t-shirts and, you know, he came out there and, and the officials, and then that's when it kind of started building up. They, they let it be known. Mm-hmm. Like you had one of the officials take a knee to protest police brutality. It was a fucking awesome thing. It was in Atlanta. It's fucking incredible shit. Loved every moment of that because it's his right. Do what he wants. And you stand up for something you believe in rock and roll with us. That's why this is America. That's why it is what it is. And so from where you're coming from, like, yeah, the pressure part, I see that. And the thing about it is, is like, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that Bubba's like thinking like, I'm sure that he knows like, okay, I know what's coming. Like I know what's about to happen. I know I'm going to have a lot of eyes and a lot of attention on me. I don't think that he would purposely like take advantage into the aspect of staging something that way. However, I was excited because he's going to get, he's getting a lot of sponsorships and people were saying, Oh, well now, because now, because he's the only black guy that's driving, you know, now all these people all of a sudden want to sponsor him. That's on them. And that's more of a thing about how they think, because literally you think about this shit. Okay. All this stuff happens. It's like the weird, this is the weirdest shit. Okay. You notice how when shit like this happens, a shitload of white people, all the fucking crackers in the universe come out and they're like, we want to do all this stuff. We're not racist. We're here. We're not racist. We're here. Yeah. (laughs) Like we're, we're not those people. Like, look at us like here. It's like, that's on y'all dude. My homie Bubba, he's sitting here. He's just like, shit. Yeah. I've been needing this equipment. Like I'm ready to fucking get some shit going. Let's go. I'm pumped for him. He's needed this shit. I'm pissed off that Richard Petty didn't give him better equipment back in the day. And this ain't the first time this shit's been talked about either. Yeah. This shit was literally, I don't remember what show it was on, but, and I, I, I think it was like Jason something on ESPN. It was like the middle of the day or something. Dude was straight up went from being bald to having fucking hair in like a day and didn't say shit about it. Crazy shit. I don't, I don't really understand people to do that, but here's the deal. Like, uh, you know, he was talking about how he's the only African-American driver. He doesn't have equipment. I remember somebody watching that. I was like in a, in a shop when they were like, well, I guess it's just because he's black guy. They think he should have this and this. And I'm just like, yeah, like that's like literally like that's, that's, that's where we at in society. And that's, that's on other people. That's not on Bubba. That's, that's on other it's people. It's not on him. The way they think. And, and even if you, and even if you believe that you can still shove it because he is under more scrutiny now and more pressure than all the rest of the drivers because yeah, of what's and going dude's on. Dude's literally fearing for his fucking safety. Like honestly, like I'm I'm kind of borderline glad I wasn't at Talladega because I probably would have like went to jail because I probably could have definitely saw myself trying to like fucking like fly drones and shit to take down fucking flags and get it all tangled yeah, up yeah. and shit flying over. Yeah, I would have been like fuck y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't I can't deal with that shit, dude. Like I can't deal with people yeah. because this is the problem. I like I I've just like I said, growing up in a small town, I know fucking racist people. I fucking like literally like been around them growing up in my life, got the fuck away from them. And I just remember trying to have conversations and trying to understand like why are you this 
and like dude and like i always use the country accent and stuff but that's just because that's what they fucking sound like they're and you can't tell them shit because they're fucking ignorant and so i don't want to waste my time because i control my emotions and if i get pissed off about it that's on me. If they want to live their miserable fucking life and let the fucking good Lord take care of them when they die, more power to you. Again, product of their environment. Who's to say if they fucking moved away from all their friends and got around a bunch of new people, they'd probably change. The problem is people don't think for themselves. Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to, dude. People literally want to just, whatever Fox told me this morning, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever CNN said, that's what I'm going to fucking do. Whatever MSNBC said, that's what I'm going to do. Nobody thinks for yourself anymore. But that Nobody. used to not be in NASCAR. Right. It used to not be, now it is in NASCAR. It used to not be in the NFL either. It used to not be anywhere. It used to not be in all of it. But like I said, since Trump got elected, media started <laughs> understanding that this was the issue. People were pissed off that he was the president. All this division started happening. Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. Nobody yeah. really fucking understands it. Nobody, and he starts talking about it, trying to make people understand it, trying to make people get it. Motherfucker got blackballed. Mm -hmm. It's been four years, got blackballed, and then it just was swept under the fucking rug. People forget that motherfucker was in the Super Bowl. That dude could ball. I watched yeah, him. It, it goes back to the same thing, picking one extreme or the other, because it's like the guy can be blackballed, and also there's a clear statistical case of him deteriorating as a player, but he still was blackballed and very capable to play in the NFL. He should have been a backup. I know a lot of people way worse than him that were backups in the NFL. So yeah. that's like a clear sign. And like I'm saying, so I think that like it just had to happen. It had been four years since, you know, 2016, since a lot of that shit went down. But I can remember like, you know, all the, like all how all the outrage was about kneeling during the anthem. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't really fucking understand it back then either. But after I had a couple of conversations about some people after Alton Sterling passed away, some of my friends and really trying to understand like why you're doing it. It's like, Think about it. You're trying to make a big case about something that's like so big and like that, that a lot of people don't see, especially like privileged people or whatever they would call a privileged person, like white people in general or other people that didn't have to endure certain hardships in life that, that we didn't have to endure, you know, slavery. So basically that happens. And I understand like, why wouldn't you use the largest stage possible on one of the things that everyone is paying attention to, to draw attention to an issue. And then Colin talked about it afterwards, you know, and that's where I kind of realized like, and that's why I was like, fuck dude, if I had something that really pissed me off, I'd probably use a stage like that to do it too, because he has every right to do it. But everybody just went fucking crazy. And then when the president goes crazy, everybody that voted for the fucking president, they're going to go nuts too, because they're fucking little minions. And that goes either way. I'm not fucking trying to say, like, I don't like Trump whatsoever. And I'll come out here and say that shit. You know, like a lot's changed in four years. I realize a lot of shit. Motherfucker. I don't know. He's out there. Like, I don't. And he's got a lot of bad shit going on with him. But there's the people that are just loyal to whatever he says and does. And they eat sh the shit right out of his hands. I think he's a used fucking car salesman. That's what he's turned into. And nothing wrong with used car salesman. But there's a philosophy to that. And I used to sell cars. So I have a right to say that, I guess. But I'm just saying, like, that happens, and then that's the big story. That's what everyone's talking about. Ratings go down in one area of a sport. NASCAR hasn't always had the best ratings, and they do get it. I don't want to believe that that's what's happening. The NFL 
disowned it. But with all this happening in 2020 and after George Floyd passing away, man, it's just, it's, it's good to see people actually giving a fuck now because nobody gave a fuck in 2016. Nobody fucking cared. It was a different time. It was weird. It was four years ago. And that's, what's crazy about it. But now it matters. You got an eight minute video. We can have all of that. All of the conversations you're bringing up are fine. They're great. They're great conversations, but they don't have to be the main conversation in NASCAR. They can be a main conversation in our lives. And I don't think it will be forever. I think that this is just like, it's picking that, up. it is, it's picking up more. it is, but people get caught up in a lot of this stuff, man. And like, like I said, this is a very important time and we don't need to let this time slip away. We, it, we, as a country, we, as the millennials, our generation, we don't need to let this slip away. We need change for real. Like this shit needs to go. This racism shit, these cops fucking killing people on a fucking street and releasing eight minute videos. That shit needs to go the fuck away. You know, I would love to see a world without racism. It'll probably be a really fucking long time before it can be eradicated completely. If ever, you know, it was just so ingrained in like society and shit, like from day one, it's just, it's wild how it all works, but it's like, that's why I think it's so important for people to just use their own heads to make their own decisions because we, people just follow like a herd of sheep and we, we got to stop that as people, just like we got to make equal rights. We got to stop police brutality. We got to stop being sheep. We got to stop following sources and outlets because that influences our entire culture. And, and that's why this happens in sports. That's why this happens in every little outlet because it's what is getting the views. And you start thinking about the bigger shit, who's running this shit, who's making shit this way. I could go on and on, dude. This could be a 10 hour podcast, maybe even more. And I, we can't let that happen, but I don't think this is going to be forever. I really do think we're going to figure this shit out. I think that this is all going to smooth out. And this time next year, I don't think we're going to be talking about this shit. There'll be something else going on. That's how the world's always been. It doesn't dismiss it. I haven't talked much. You ever listen more? Dude, I, I think I've stole the show from you. <laughs> I just messed with now, I told you I get you all. I'm reflecting, though. I'm reflecting on everything. I, I get, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm passionate about this shit. And we, I think you said it best before we started recording. Like, you know, we, we, we keep it loose. We keep it fun. <clears throat> you ready to talk about this shit. And, I, you know, I'm Garage Guy Chase, but I'm Chase Holden too, you know, and, and Garage Guy Chase is Chase Holden. And, you know, the world's not always fucking rainbows and unicorns. And this is, this is the real you yeah. and this is the real me. And these are the things that we need to talk about and the shit we need to discuss. And I, and I think too, like it's important to say, I feel like we agree probably – 80, 90%, but like the way we're portraying this is more like 60 because I feel like I'm taking the stance of like, you're, you're taking the stance of the guy that is talking a lot about like the hate and, and racism and BLM and all that stuff. And I'm talking about a little bit more of the skeptic side. And that, that doesn't mean that I necessarily don't believe what you're saying. I think that's important to add that context. Like I believe a lot of what you're saying. I'm just, what I, what I identified this week was simply I think we're trying to create more divide and like get rid of some really solid fans. I think that are getting their voices not being heard anymore because everything's about racism right now. And I just wanted to like make my case to say like, Hey, somebody's listening and I can, I hear you that you might need to like change the way you, you articulate your point, but that doesn't mean that you can, that you're not allowed to speak because we get, we got to stop telling people, Now's the time to speak out. There's no better time to speak out. And the minute they speak out, you're an awful human being. Like it doesn't 
people are, people are going to be afraid to speak out, man. And I just don't want to see it hit NASCAR. Like it's hit other areas like the political system. Um, and I want to wrap this up, but you know, the, the last point I wanted to make is going back to, I don't want to be labeled as a bubble Wallace hater. Cause I feel like it could easily be take a segment of this. And I would definitely be labeled a bubble Wallace hater, but, um, they can chop your words up through this whole thing and make it say like I killed John Lennon on Tuesday. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, dude, wait, what are you gonna do? People gotta it, watch it, it through. It, it's it's just, and I, I, I'm struggling to say it, but it's like I don't want my point about pressure to make it sound like he's not capable of handling the situation. What I'm trying to shed light is that this is uncharted territory. Bubble Walsh is just as capable as anybody to handle the situation. All I'm saying is we don't know how the guy is going to react. We don't know if everything we see from here on out should be taken at face value. We simply have to watch and decide for ourselves. A point I want to bring up, and it might be dumb, and it's either a really good thing or really bad. Before all this stuff happened, people were pissed at him for rage quitting on a video game the part of me that says it's a, it's a esports, no big deal. I could, easily, we made fun of it. <laughs> like, we made fun of it. Yeah. We I mean, I wasn't like mad at him, but people were genuinely mad. They really were. It's crazy. People were mad. And my point in bringing it up is I thought it was, I was making fun of it. Me and you were laughing because it affected people's DFS lineups. But here's like a, a one point you got to consider is if someone is the 28th ranked team and they're doing their best to get sponsorships and to keep, their network solid. It's not other. It's it's possible that someone that's in Bubble Wallace's circle of like people he trusts and advise him, probably said, "Hey, Bubble Wallace, that probably wasn't the best idea to cut ties with." Like oh, that sponsor was pissed. Like yeah, they weren't happy. Man. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying. Like, he's like whatever. Yeah, he's like whatever, and I'm just saying. Like people, you never know how people are going to react, and he probably didn't think about that sponsor when he rage quit. He just right. was thinking it's a video game. Yeah, because he drives the 43 car in real life, and he, he drives for Richard Payne Motorsports, and he didn't give a shit. But, but exactly. you see what I'm saying is, like, in any, in any given situation, George Floyd never died. That video never came out. Would Bubba be getting these sponsors right now? Probably not. Yeah. Probably that's, not. That's kind of the point. I'm, and that's the point I'm hitting at. Like, people would say that that mistake losing Blue Emu was a big deal if these events don't play out. But now that they have, it's never happened. Never happened. Yeah. And a million people. And and we don't know, like, if if it's a low-pressure video game situation and it's a super high-pressure situation he's in now, we have no clue if the guy, how the guy's going to react. I choose personally because I'm rooting for Bubba and I stand with Bubba. I'm choosing to think he will do an, an incredible job. But that does not make someone wrong for questioning it. And I'm trying to paint that picture of like, you're well, what you say, Chase, like you're allowed to question things. So those people, when they go on Twitter are now starting to think they can't do that because of what we're setting this up to be, which is choose one side or the other. I think I've got a great solution and this goes for me because I'm guilty. I'm, I, I'm guilty of, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of, of coming out and saying what I say. I'm not going directly. Like, I mean, if somebody is a racist and I'm saying something about racist people, I'm coming directly at you. Like you yeah. take it how you want. 
but I'm not, you're not ever going to see me like, like somebody say something like I'm sure in the past I have somewhere down the line, probably don't even remember it, but whatever. But I know me, the person that I am now, the adult that I am now, the man that I am now, I know I'm confident in who I am. I'm sure of who I am and nothing can deter me from that. I know what I stand for and what I don't stand for. And you know, the thing about it is, is like, I don't see the point in jumping in mentions and jumping over people. When you share something, it's because you share it because that's what you feel. The people that follow you probably follow you because one, they either like what you post, they like what you say, and they're like-minded. Um, there are people that follow people for other reasons. It is what it is. But one thing I think that everyone needs to get better at, because the one thing I do see, and like you're stating, is like we have the constant divide. When somebody says something super racist, doesn't make it right. Somebody uses the N-word, doesn't make it right. Somebody says, ha-ha, this is hilarious. It was all fake. Now y'all look like a bunch of idiots, whatever. Doesn't make it hilarious because people are going to get upset about that. One thing people can do, control your emotions. And the big thing that people should probably start doing, I need to start doing it more. You probably need to start doing it more. And everybody else listening to the show right now, I challenge you the next time somebody comes at you and is like, you know, the you know, we don't support this. We don't, we don't do this. And why don't get mad. Don't come at them. Don't call them a racist. Why? I want to understand you. I want to understand why you have these views. I want to understand why you think the way you think, make somebody break that down to you. Understand why they feel the way they feel. Like I said, a lot of people are products, of their environment they never got away. Stay around the same people. Sheep in the herd. Make them fucking think. That's the ultimate tool. And then if you want to take it one step further, offer to do it over DM. That way they don't feel like they're getting exposed. Right. And then you you can figure out the people that want to do it for show because they get off on it. They're sitting over there just, (laughs) I love this trigger. I'm triggering you. I can't stand those motherfuckers. But I need to start asking them why. Why do they think the way they think? I, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think that's kind of like my point is I, I just think that – would you agree that there's a big group of people right now that probably are on the verge of quitting watching that really are misunderstood, like that feel like they're having to, to pick uh, a side when really they can – I'm not saying lose their sport interest forever and they're never coming back. I'm just meaning there's a whole group of older NASCAR fans that probably just got on Twitter for the first time last year and they follow uh, select few accounts. And, and I feel like they're, they feel like they have to conform one way or the other when in reality, like their opinion is just fine. They just don't know how to um, articulate it to the person that's posting. I don't, I don't know how to, uh, if I'm saying that perfect, but there's a group of people right now. And like, I, I went back to this example, 20 years of buying tickets and I feel like if we continue, I'm not saying we're going to lose them yet, but if we continue on this path of making it all about nothing, like I don't even remember when, when we talked about racing the past four days. I don't remember talking about Talladega, how it was incredible, how much passing there was. There was so much passing and uh, lead changes. The package was Talladega. amazing. Yeah. No, I don't remember talking about any of that. DFS. Don't, don't remember talking about it. Because we talked about it, but you were on vacation. So I know. And this is so unlike me. This whole episode is so unlike me. I People love it, though. This needs, this needs to be it. Because if there's a positive thing that can come out of this, it's that we can be the, the guys. The garage guys can be the guys <laughs> that let you know that it's cool to question shit. 
We're going to ask you why you question that shit. And then if it turns out you're a piece of shit, then we're going to tell you you're a piece of shit. And if you learn something from it and you take my view or Drew's view, whatever, and you can apply that to, to get your own fucking mind working and then make your own assumptions, that's the goal of life. And I feel like that's like how you can really differentiate shit. And I think a lot more people would realize like, why am I even pissed off about this? Why am I mad that I can't fly this flag? Why, why am I mad that, that, you know, that, that, that this is happening all around us? Why am I mad that the media is the way it is? Why am I mad that it fucking, that, that Trump is saying this shit? It's just like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just crazy, man. When you really start breaking down the world and you get outside of this NASCAR, outside of Bubba Wallace, outside of Black Lives Matter, outside of Trump, outside of all of it, when you get, when you get up in the fucking stratosphere and you're looking down on this fucking planet and you start fucking thinking like, what the fuck happened? You said that, you said that word eight times in like two sentences. I loved it. Um, if it this, is, this was directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Here we go, Wolf of Wall Street. I think we beat no, the record. No, I know when you're going deep, like when you're going deep into like what you're thinking, you uh, you cuss more frequently. That's something I've noticed. I'm passionate it's about it. It's funny man. how we can go serious and then and then be completely joking, wearing Austin Powers and um and having shoulder hair. But yeah, um, the shoulder. We have hair, to man. go before Crazy. we go though. We have to. We I said I would answer what I think happened, and let's everything we've talked about has been you know deep and serious. But I wanted to get our final take on we both agree we don't know what happened that's the, our answer absolutely but let's talk about what if we had to say for fun what do you think happened let's go like it can be conspiracy it can be dead serious you can do whatever but this is just speculation talk what do you think happened i genuinely I told, think... you, I told you i would answer you want me to go first yeah you go first okay because i told didn't you ask me and i said i'd answer yeah, I think so. And then I probably started talking and was like, shut That's up, okay. do my normal thing now. <laughs> honest, honest to God. Like, like, you should meet my grandmother. <laughs> she talks a lot more than me. <laughs> All right. Go I like talk. how you said that. I'm never going to get over that. I'm going to clip the part of the episode where you said, like, I'm going to, I'm going to let Drew talk a lot, yeah. which I have. I've talked plenty, but you went, you, I have a way of getting your answers coming right back. Cause I, I say something that gets you like it triggers you. Or not I want to give you. you I want to give yeah. you a hundred percent of of my emotion and my feeling of what I'm trying to say. I don't want to just half-ass what I'm trying to say. I don't want to half-ass right. anything. I want to fucking hundred ten percent all the time. Love it, love it. But yes, all what right, do you think happened in this situation? Okay, I think that the object was found, and that it was, it was the picture we saw down the road, the actual picture. I think it was there. The, so it's, it's reported that a crew member of Bubba Wallace found it. That is a close friend of Bubba Wallace. Correct. Yes. I believe that Bubba Wallace did know about it. I believe that I don't say like he like had like an, a five hour brainstorm session about it. I believe if he's close with this guy, which I, I'm assuming that you're close with your crew members, unless they're new, they're probably with some sort of conversation like, Hey, this is what I found. Um, my plan is to follow protocol or, or alert the NASCAR, you know, higher authorities and, and let them take it from here. Um, I do just want to show it to you and like, do you want to shut this down? Do you want to let us let it go and see what happens? 
I believe some conversation took, took, pla- took place there. Um, and I believe that those conversations took place in the NASCAR level too. I don't think it was as, I think NASCAR took it and said, Hey, like we probably could do something right now that would give us more concrete evidence, or we could go ahead and report it to the FBI and kind of let things go chips fall where they, you know, whatever the saying is. Um, I don't think it was as cut and dry as it was found. It was reported to NASCAR. It was reported to FBI. FBI releases statement. NASCAR comes back with more information, releases picture and 1600 stalls were inspected and everything was like, I don't think it was ABCDE. I think people are human beings. And if it was me and you in a garage and we had a relationship and I saw something that was sketchy that I thought was a noose, I think we would talk about it. I mean, I just, even if we weren't together, I think there'd be a text message or like, I just don't think it would be as cut and dry as otherwise had no clue. That being said, I don't think Bubba Walsh did anything wrong. I think he did everything right. He had every right to let that go the way it did. Um, If anyone's to blame, I wish NASCAR would have um, come out with a little bit more concrete info um, so that the event Sunday, it still could have happened or it might not have happened. It might've been a little different. I think that was just a big, that's where it went wrong to me. I would have liked to seen something come out there. Um, And then from there, I I guess, I, I mean, if you want to question the FBI report, you can, but I'm going to, I'm going to believe it. And I'm also going to believe the picture is real. And I'm going to believe that they inspected the stalls above all the other ones. But the big thing for me, it's not that, not the physical noose. It's thank God it wasn't a hate crime. And I'm having a problem with the way we're the, the sport and the media and the, the people in the, within the NASCAR handling the situation and how it's, it's being pushed to one of two sides and there's no in between. That's my honest, honest take. Fair enough. So no, like I think there's conspiracies are fair, but I'm going to take yeah. everything at face value except for the part about, uh, I think they, I think NASCAR was protecting Bubba Wallace on, he had no clue about it. And then when Bubba went on CNN and there was a little bit more conversation about the actual news itself, I think then NASCAR felt more inclined to come back after the FBI report and say, we've done this thorough research. Here's a picture going back to my point about going all in with Bubba Wallace. And he's, he's, he's our guy. And like, I think that's awesome that they're picking like stick up for your driver, but it seemed to get a little wishy-washy when all that went down. And I think NASCAR's attempt to, to kind of, do their best to shut it down was with this um, press conference today. All right. So, and where I stand on it is you had ARCA drivers and their families at Talladega this weekend, you had Xfinity drivers and their crews and you had NASCAR cup drivers and their crews um, staff that works at Talladega um, I know a lot of those people that work in the staff at Talladega love the majority of the ones that I know that I'm close with. I know them. I don't know all of them. I know a few of them now. Um, like I said, Talladega is my home track. Talladega, to, I've been going there since I was five years old. And getting to work there in NASCAR media for Roto Baller and with Garage Guys is a dream come true. Um, it is a southern track. I have seen the Rebel flag fly there a lot in my life. Never, like – 
looked at that and like was like hey like it's there it's just like you don't realize it after a certain amount of time it's just like whatever because you're there to have a good time and you're there to watch the race and have fun and then when I started with media I'm like oh this is amazing so there is a lot of that southern type of deal there and obviously we saw that with the flags flying over um over the weekend and all the sons of the confederate veterans and all their you know shithead takes sorry that's just but um my thing (laughs) is is I feel I genuinely feel like uh this is a way that NASCAR realized like they didn't want, they wanted to avoid like backlash for not being on their game. I genuinely, and like my theory could be debunked in a second. All the, all somebody's got to do is say, here's video footage. Here's the dates. And here's the monitors it's kept on. I've never once noticed a video camera. Like I said, last year, I didn't notice a noose tied up in stall four. I wasn't walking around paying attention for those things, but, from the picture that was released today, you know, it's just the way it's tied. It doesn't make any sense why it would be tied that way. And you hey, have hold to on, open. Hold I'm lo- you're losing me. So do you, do you think the start starting with the sequence of events of the very first report? Like, do you think everything is as reported? Start there. I genuinely open up the possibility. The yeah. You're okay. Like, all right. So, that's what we're talking about here though, right? We're talking about how all this started when they found it and okay. everything else. I thought you're talking about the picture the, the the very last picture that we saw today. That's not not what you're talking about. No, I mean I saw that picture, but what I'm saying okay. is after today, after Just all this has happened. So basically, yeah, when it originally happened, immediately I'm like I could definitely somebody do see somebody doing this shit and tying this up and doing this stuff to him. I can definitely see that. You're in Alabama. For all we know, everybody's condensed. There's not a lot of people in there. Somebody could have snuck the fuck in. You don't know. Somebody could have snuck in. There could have, You don't want to believe. And like I said this, it, the first thing when I first saw it, I was like, I don't want to believe that any NASCAR crew member, team member, whatever, anybody that works in there, I don't want to believe they could do that. I don't genuinely like that would hurt the fuck out of me because it's like you saw the scene on Monday, the unity there. You don't want to think you, you can't, I can't fathom that somebody would just, that is in that, in that club and in, in that family taking the time out of their day to go do that. But unfortunately you got to look at those possibilities and open them up. Now I think what happened was, is that when the FBI got called to investigate, I think that they wanted to, to see what they could find. And I think that NASCAR hoped and you, you notice a lot of NASCAR media. There's cameras everywhere. You will be found, this and that. It's kind of like when, you know, your, your mom or whoever would put you on a guilt trip when you were a kid. They didn't really know if you did something. But if they, if they kind of guilt tripped you or they talked about it, like, All right, you're going to get caught. This is, whoever did this is going to get caught. And then you started feeling bad. And you're like, oh, shit, it was me. Like, I don't, I don't want to get in more trouble. And that's the way that they made you tell what you did. I really think that that was kind of the play at hand. And, and it made me question, like, do they really have cameras? Do they have that shit? Like, are they able to see it? Because if they do have that shit, we should know something by the morning. If they got cameras on, we'll know by the morning that something went down. Okay? So FBI comes in. They do this investigation. We should have known from the jump. They shouldn't even let the FBI come in and say, hey, we just checked all the camera footage. Like, it should have been a couple hours later. We watched all the camera footage. Nothing went in or out. And it was like this from day one. We, 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 we went back a day before the cars got here and we saw it hanging there just like that. That should have been said. That was never said. Wood Brothers comes out. They, should, they released that picture the other day about how it was tied up like that. Like I already said, it could have been easily Photoshopped. 
I really genuinely think that they don't know. They have no evidence and no way to tell. And in, and in order to, and so that they don't have to look like bad, they don't have to look like they're not on their shit and they're not on their job. They found a way to release this kind of stuff or somebody gave that picture saying, Oh, well, it was tied this way with Menard. And like I said, it could have been tied that way. It could have not. But if it was tied that way, I need to hear the person that did it last year. You're going to remember if you did something like that's a, that's a, a legit, you have to learn how to do that. You got to learn how to tie that knot. That's a skill. Who knows how to tie that knot? Why hasn't that person came out and said anything? If that person will come out and say something, I believe you're, you're still telling like you're telling me the stuff you already told me though. I want to know what you think happened. This is what I think happened. I think somebody legitimately is it Photoshop is what you're saying? Are you saying yeah, you I think it's Photoshop? I think I think somebody tied this thing up over the weekend. I, I genuinely think somebody did that shit. And I think that they can't find the evidence to prove that it happened. And they're doing everything they can to basically just say, well, turns out it was like this already. So you, know, you we, don't we, think it was like there, in, like that in 2019? I don't. I, why would it be the only one tied that way? And why wouldn't somebody come out and say, I did this? Sorry, guys. It was me. I so worked for Wood that, Brothers. So you think the 2019 – because no one wants that pressure and black backlash. No one wants that. I understand why someone's not coming forward 100%. But So you think the picture of the, the 2019 photo is Photoshopped? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm not, Until I'm somebody proves me wrong, like I said, pe- people can have their conspiracy theory about Bubba staged it, NASCAR staged it. I have my conspiracy theory that they're trying to cover it up. So yeah, no, because they don't have the evidence. Yeah. So, you, but everything that led up into that event, you believe is truthful. You believe that Bubba, uh, never knew about it. Uh, that the crew member was following protocol. They NASCAR instead of looking at all these million millions of cameras that the media said they had, they instead just said, uh, "We'll send it to the FBI." You don't believe there's any, so everything happened as reported to Garage Guy Chase until I don't photo. Yeah, so basically, yeah, and but I did. I will say this: when they start talking about the cameras, I was literally talking to a buddy of mine that night when that news was released, and I was like, "I'm not gonna lie, I've been in and out of those garages. It was their first year that they opened this garage up last year. That was the first year it had ever been open in October. Brand new garages, okay." And I don't remember seeing cameras set up. I get that they got them everywhere, but they go through tech and stuff like that. I get that. I understand that. But right now with the limited crews and how, how there's not a bunch of fans in there, if they do have cameras, why not save the power? Why, why record it? Why do you got to worry about recording? If you just got a few people in there, the crew members doing their work and maybe that's what they did. Cause nobody thought this was going to happen. And then this happens. You know, and then you got to worry about that. You got to question that's, that. That's out there, man. You're on your own island. I, I just don't know why. If it was the 2019 photos photoshopped, then. Because think about it. If if they came out and why said, would, if they came they out and said this, though, why would they not control the narrative? Because maybe if they couldn't find evidence, maybe just posting out there, hey, we're getting the FBI involved. They're thinking someone's going to be like, okay, it was me. I'm sorry I did it. You know? That's. I mean, that's yeah, dude, I'm, I'm just saying, but think about it. Like if they would have came out and said, if they, and like, I don't want to believe that this really happened, but it's a possibility. Imagine if they would have came out and said, well, this noose was tied. Unfortunately, our camera monitoring systems were off. Can you imagine the outrage? Can you imagine how bad that would be? How bad NASCAR would look for that? Either no, way it goes. Not. 
whether NASCAR whether NASCAR staged it, they're going to look horrible. That's unforgivable. But to say that we were this careless not to have our cameras on if they had cameras in there, if you want to go on that route of it. Dude, I just don't think you go with the approach of we've really screwed this up, so let's leak the headline of all this stuff happened and there's a noose, get all the attention, let's alert the FBI. Maybe they didn't know the cameras weren't on. Maybe NASCAR didn't know, but but maybe somebody at Talladega didn't have the monitoring systems on. You wild. I'm just saying there's all kinds of – I'm with you on the possible Photoshop. Yeah, but I'm just saying, think about it. If NASCAR calls out somebody saw it, I've critiqued yours. What about mine? Like my, I remember this is all speculation. We don't know what happened, but if we had to, like, do you think that I'm crazy to think that some conversations took place, like between NASCAR and possibly Bubba saw the the news? Like, is that a crazy idea? Well, I know that like basically drivers are going straight to their cars and straight to their haulers, and that's kind of like what the whole situation is right now. Um, I don't think it's a crazy idea at all. I mean, you just heard my like, idea. <laughs> do you think that sounds crazy? I mean, you heard my me, I mean, the reason I ask you is because like, I feel like I have a good idea of like crew relationship with the driver and you have even more of an idea than me. And it just seems weird to me that, I mean, I was reading somewhere and it could be fake, but I was reading that like this guy and Bubba are very close. The person that saw it. Yeah. I've heard that myself. I just don't think, I mean, dude, if he saw something that possibly endangered or was offensive to his driver, I mean, would he just go straight to NASCAR? <laughs> I just don't think – I think that's that's crazy, man. Like, I just – Yeah, it's – I mean, like, look, your your theory definitely, like, about the discussions and whatnot is definitely probably a more realistic possibility than what mine would be. I'm probably on some more Mission Impossible shit. But, <laughs> I mean – I mean, dude, it's like you can't throw anything out the books right now because literally we, we just said we're closing the book, moving on to Pocono, and now, oh, by the way, here's an up-close picture of the noose today just so, you know, we, we, we start this back up. It's not over. It's not over. There has to be somebody cool. answer to this shit. I think that whole press conference picture release today was 100% tied to backing their driver and backing their guy. And they started paying attention to all the outrage about the CNN interview, which I don't even think was all that bad. And I think, I think Bubba's handled it fine. I think Bubba, even if conversations took place between crew member and and Bubba, like I don't even blame Bubba for the the slightest bit. Like that's, that shit, you know, if it looks like a noose, then go for it. Like my point is it just was, it was portrayed to us as like a point a point B to C to D to E. And that's how it went. By the, it sounds very by the book, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds very protocol. But, but oh, by the way, in the press conference today, but oh, by the way, we probably could have handled it a little better. Yeah. I mean, I don't – like I said, you can How literally – now? You can you, – I don't know, and it doesn't matter. You can literally sit on it for, for – you can think on it and think of millions of different possibilities of what could happen. I mean, it, you could go as – you could go so far with it. Like I said, you could go as far-fetched as my ideas as some extreme cover-up, or you could go as, you know, as more of a simple conspiracy of this was discussed and it was talked about and we wanted to go with it. But I just personally, like, I, I feel like that would be more of like, you know, okay, well, we're going to discuss it. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do this for media attention. You know, I mean, is that where you would be leaning with it? Like you're saying, let's do this for the media attention? Like the conspiracy? No, I think it was – 
I think it was like, Hey, this happened. Do you want us to, to send it to NASCAR knowing that this is going to lead to a, a big story going to the race tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Bubba was like, sure. You know, I already got plenty of pressure anyway. And if, if NASCAR wants to release this early, go for it. And Bring I think there was like a, a decision between Bubba and NASCAR that was just like an understood thing that maybe didn't have to be said. It was like, Hey, we probably could learn more about this from looking at the camera feeds, but instead let's just go ahead and put it out there. And if anything can be taken away from this podcast for me, it's two, there's two things, three things. Glad it wasn't a hate crime. It's not about the news. That's part one. It's not about the news for me. It's about not being a hate crime. Number two, it's we saw almost an incredible scene on Sunday that I believe now has lost credibility and NASCAR has lost credibility because of the way we were spoon-fed very particular information without all the facts that could have easily been, if all cameras were there, could have easily been discovered before the headlines. That's number two. Number three, the way we're handling things on like people with platforms and and NASCAR Twitter and media, we've got to not let this place, this NASCAR incredible like steps forward that have been made all start going backwards because we're trying to turn this into a a political system that's failed us. ESPN system that's taken steps back. It's fair assessment. Ratings are down. Financials are down at ESPN and, and um, we don't need that in our sport. And I feel like we're conforming to that because that's what's like, that's the norm. So it's trending. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my three takeaways. My three are this number one, you tie a noose in a black man's garage. It's a hate crime. Um, it's still up in speculation. Don't really know. Like I said, until a man comes out and says, I worked for Wood Brothers last year and I tied that, then I'll believe it. That's where I stand on that. I think it's a hate crime. I mean, honestly, if somebody ties up a noose and like, it happened that weekend, this past weekend. Like somebody went in there and did that shit. They didn't have any okay, camera okay. footage. I'm operating on. I'm operating on the assumption that it has been there since 2019. So I need to say that. Yeah. You're no. Operating- no. I'm. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Like no. If they, if somebody came out and said, "Look, I just tied that shit up, and that and it was just it was just because I tied the knot," then I don't think it's a hate crime because Paul Menard was in there. And I mean, unless they, that person just really wanted to hang Paul Menard that worked for him. They didn't like him. They were like, you aggravate me, you know, whatever. I'm with you. So you're saying it's a, it's a hate crime if it was put up during Talladega. Yeah. If it was put up this weekend, which I mean, I still kind of think, yeah, absolutely. It was, um, number two, I don't think that the thing that happened was discredited. It sucks that, uh, that, that, the things unfolded the way they did, but that moment of unity, dude, that's going to live on forever, man. I don't think that was discredited by anything because you take dude. away that from it at all. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, it's just like, I, I personally think that like, it's just look uh, at it for, look at it for what it was. Just look at it for what it was. Episode. Probably just look at it know. for what it was. Look at it for what it was. Take it's everything else it out. Was, it's not what it was. It happened because of that. I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's not what it was. But, People literally got in that line in that formation and pushed his car because they were all told there was a noose in Bubba Wallace's car or in his garage. I don't even think at the time we knew where it was placed. That all happened because of that event. 
It doesn't mean they didn't stand with Bubba before that. It means that they all decided to. Well, to I knew show they them. all did, but they all decided to show the, their camaraderie. Yeah, they, everyone, day. we all stand for Bubba. The people that care about the sport, for the majority of us, we all stand for Bubba. But yeah, that the two things don't happen without the other one happening first. Understandable, I mean, understandable in that sense. I just, I personally just like, I want to remember that for what it was. And, and just is like, that emotion though, or is that is that's that, emotion? Is, that's not logic. In fact, that's just emotion, dude. That's my that's my emotion. It was just beautiful. It's fucking beautiful, man. It was a good thing. I just think it makes it go from maybe a top moment to a a good moment. It's not a it's yeah. Not, it went from a great moment. Like would it would, would it have would it have happened? It's like I still personally think it would have been awesome because of all the Confederate flagship. They still would have done that. Oh, yeah. Like then, yeah, whatever. You, you get where I'm coming from. Um, and I hope all the family gets where I'm coming from. And the third one, going into the whole media relations side of it, just goes back to what I said already. We need to do a better job instead of jumping the gun and, and just jumping down someone's throat because they said something racist or because they said, like, I get it. It's not tolerable. You don't want to hear it. That's fine. Hit the mute button. But provoke them. Ask why. Ask why they believe the way they believe. Ask why they think the way they think. Everybody on every side of everything. Ask the question why. Make people discuss it. Because when you're sitting there and you're typing something out, you're going to think about why you do this. You're not just going to be quick fire. And you're going to realize, do I really feel this way or do I feel this way because Don Lemon told me to or Megyn Kelly or whatever the fucking announcers are these days on Fox and CNN everywhere else. We need to think for ourselves. This has been a great episode. This has been a very yeah, introspective episode. Oh, I know, I know, hundred percent. I don't care. This this episode needed to happen. This conversation between me and you needed to happen, and we needed yeah. to we need to say what we needed to say. And I hope that everyone listening to this, whether you agree with some of it and you disagree with some of it, I hope you were able to take something away from it and apply it moving forward. And that's what matters. I think it's safe to say we both care about NASCAR. <laughs> Love the fuck out of this sport. Love the fuck out of Bubba. Love the fuck out of every driver. Because without them, we have no loud noises going around and around a track. And also, we don't have nothing to bet money on. So we <laughs> I want to win money and I and I love this, and that's why we're in this, man. So and, and I'm not, I'm not this. gonna lie. This is this is a selfish act, but I'm I miss when um, I miss when the Bubba Wallace fan club was smaller. Not gonna lie, there was a there was a cool element to it for sure. But it's it's it's. I mean, cool I still now. stand with him. I understand. I understand his following, but I liked it better when like he was. I don't know, man. Like when you were sending me the scenes of you and him um, at Talladega, and like yeah. he just slamming, had a small. You slamming Brad Kays, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it was like two. There was like two or three people following behind. It's just like they were like, "Oh, there's Bubba," and I'm just like, "Bubba, yeah. baby, come here." Like, it's all changed now. It's like you know when you find the music that isn't released on the radio yet, and like the the songs you get on like underground or on LimeWire. They'll throw back to the to our, uh, download in on LimeWire. That like we, you know, with now that Bubba's one of the most popular figures, and it's going to be an even bigger figure in NASCAR. He's going to be super mainstream and like everyone's going to like Bubba Wallace, but I'm always going to remember Bubba Wallace for some of like some of the, some of the uh, like very particular races. The underground and antics. And the oh yeah. And then like some of the, but yeah. some of the tracks like me and you knew like we got to play Bubba Wallace. Oh yeah. yeah. 
because we know, you know he's I mean? like 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 Martinsville, like he's getting better, yeah, and better yeah. every year. Like, but yeah, but I mean, but I will say this though, it's about fucking time they get some better equipment for Richard Perry Motorsports. That forty three oh, yeah. needs to be a contender again. So I am pumped on that standpoint, um, and just hope that everybody listening to this takes some stuff away from it, and uh, yeah, let's yeah. let's all be better. Let's all yeah, be Tamar. better. Yeah, dude. Yeah, mine's been pretty crazy too. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? Whoa! What happened to your hair? What are you talking about? Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Sports party. Repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.